Wow, I wish I, I could hear some of the things that your father likes to do. You know, the thing is, everyone has a father and it's, it'll be interesting to hear what's the favourite thing they like to do, you know. My father, when we were young, he likes to like, in the room, he'll shout, I've got two other sisters, that's me, I'm Lindy, right? My elder sister is Cindy, my younger sister is Mindy, it's like cartoon like that. Cindy, Lindy, Mindy. So my father, I kid you not, those are our real names. My, my parents gave us the name. My father will go like, Cindy, Lindy, Mindy. And we'll come in like, what is happening? He'll like, take that remote control for me. <laughs> I kid you not, he does it all the time. Turn, turn, off the, uh, TV, turn on the TV for me. Because, you know, when we were young, remote control, not all, you know, things like that. That's what my, the favourite thing my father likes to do. Uh, <laughs> you know, recently... I heard someone say, you can produce a child, but that doesn't make you a father. You can produce a mate, but that doesn't make you a husband. You can be a male, but that doesn't make you a man. Today, fathers, I want to tell you, you matter. You know, you, what you do, merely being present in your child's life will mean and um, will mean and you are doing much more than you actually realize and in this I'm not saying just come home but when you are home you are present and engaged your child your children needs you a father is the first man a girl falls in love with and her father is the first man a boy sees and learns how to love from fathers you are so important you know that is why you know sometimes when we have absent fathers who's not around while we were growing up um, it leaves a great void within Anyone, anyone, and because you are so, so important. You know, I, I really think father figures are po or fathers are possibly the most important figures in our lives. Um, and that is why, you know, sometimes we have females who struggle with the role of being a wife because they uh, might have grown up with a unhealthy father figure or uh, they don't have a healthy father figure in their lives. So they're looking for an image that they didn't get. And sometimes husbands might struggle with their role because they are modelling after someone they didn't see. But today is Father's Day. You know, I just want to say, fathers, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be present. You just have to be engaged and you will be doing so much more than you realize that you're impacting your child. And so today we really want to acknowledge all the fathers here. You are so important. All of you are so important in our lives and we want to thank you, fathers, for being the man that you are. But let me move into what I have to share today. 
I, I do have um, a Father's Day sermon, but I'm going to do something really special for you. But before I go into that, let me start with a word of prayer. Can you just bow your heads with me? Heavenly Father, thank you, Jesus, that you are here and that your love is here with us. I pray that your presence will just speak into the very core of our being as it is Father's Day this weekend. And I pray that today, Lord, I know you want to do a deep work in our lives. So, Lord, we surrender this atmosphere and this next hour into your mighty hands. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. You know, um, I will be doing something a little special today, so you will not just be seeing me. I will be inviting a panel up very shortly um, to share their father's journey. You know, because sometimes I also don't understand, why am I always speaking? Okay, not always. La. This is the second Father's Day I'm on uh, pulpit, like sharing, right? Father's Day. Mother, mother. You know, Father's Day. So today, you know, I'm getting some amazing fathers to come up. Um, you see them shortly. But before that, let me go into scripture and give you the context of what we will be covering today. Can we read Deuteronomy 6 together? Let's read Deuteronomy 6 together out loud and with, you know, conviction. Ready? Ah, I have it on screen and I'm going to move away so you can see the screen, right? Ready? One, two, three. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are upon your heart. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up, Tie them as a symbol on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your house and on your gates. Amen. You know, this is the Shema. We talked about the Shema last year when we did the Deuteronomy series. And this is also the very passage that Jesus quoted when he talked about the greatest commandment. What is the greatest commandment? And so, you know, this is really, it should be the very core of every Christian household. The foundation that we build our families on. You know, um, I, quite a number of years ago, I was challenged with these two questions. And this question is, the first question is, in all that I do, everything that whether it's work, whether it's social life, whether it's family life, whether it's personal life, everything that I do. Have I grown to love Jesus more? Second question, in everything that I do, same thing, family life, everything. Have I caused others to love Jesus more? As we read this passage today, I want to re- um, just adjust these questions, these two questions that I, I really feel so challenged with to this, in all that you do, whether it is your work, it is your private life, it is your social life, it is your family life. Have you loved Jesus more? Second question, in all that you do, have you caused your child and your children to love Jesus more, even if it is your social life that they don't see. But have you caused your children to love 
Jesus more. This is the very thing that it says. Love the Lord your God, not fake it till you make it. Not just show that you love God and you love Jesus, but live it out. Have you fallen in love with Jesus more? But second thing, impress them. In you know, verse 7, it says, impress them on your children. And that's my sermon today. Impress them on your children. You know, today I'm going to get three amazing fathers and pastors to join me on stage to share and unpackage this very passage a little bit more. Pastor Samkyong, Pastor Wayan, and Pastor John Jonathan, as they come up on stage, you know, um, and as the team just adjusts the stage a little bit, yeah, I, I just want to, you know, Pastor Samkyong is our workplace church plant pastor at Water. Um, did I say it wrong? No, it's just water. Sorry, uh, uh, with the a at. Yep. You know, he used to be um, an obstetrician and gynecologist, but um, he when when but he he gave up his you know thriving medical practice to join a higher calling to sow into what will last internally. So that's Pastor Samkyong for you. Pastor Wayan is also our church plan, Life Gen Church plan pastor. He's also a lay pastor, but um, he, he is also a partner in a law firm because he's, he's not full-time. He's a partner in a law firm, but he, he loves God's people. He loves God's people and the house of God. And that's why, you know, we want to hear from him. Of course, that's Pastor John Jonathan, our SIBBM um, pastor. Come on, yeah. You know, he used to work as a director in a medical, uh, not medical, a healthcare company, overseeing Sabah, Sarawak and Labuan. But right now, he actually, when God called him to join us in SIBKL, he took his whole family out of Sabah and re-established them in KL. But now, he really sows into the people in Sabah, Sarawak, Labuan and more in his congregation to sow them an eternal purpose that will never fade. Amen. So, um, thank you so much, um, these awesome fathers. You know, I suddenly feel so much more Father's Day, um, yeah, endorsed um, to be here. Uh, yeah, so um, thank you so much for joining us. Introduce yourself to us a little bit more and tell us a dad joke or a dad fail. Okay? I'm sure all of you want to hear the dad joke or dad fail. Um, so, yeah, go, whoever. Okay, I'll go first. Um, my name is Wayan. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm the eldest of three children, three boys. Um, my brothers happen to, well, my, one of my brothers attends this church. The other one is based in Kelantan at the moment. Um, and he, he's a medical doctor. Um, and uh, my parents attend this church as well. They just happen to not be here today. My, my father's a pastor. Um, he's, he's right now speaking uh, technically overseas uh, in, in Brunei. But uh, he, he's, 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 uh, he's based here. Um, and we, we, do, we meet up uh, as a family once a week, just having dinner together, all of us coming together. Um, but that's yeah, a bit more about me. I've got uh, four kids. But compared to these guys, who also have four kids, I am the newbie. Um, these guys are veterans at this. Um, but yes, I have four kids, I have four beautiful children, three girls, one boy. 
Um, and, and we really thank God for them. They're really a joy uh, for us uh, as well. And they're all there. Melody's yes, there, there as well. And, and Emma and you know, the whole gangbang is there. So awesome. Yeah. Pastor. Okay, okay yes. So I'm John Jonathan, actually, the uh, eldest of uh, six uh, siblings, actually. So uh, four of us, uh, four of them are at uh, Sarawak right now, at Miri. So we are from Miri, actually, with their uh, respective uh, families. And then uh, my, uh, one of my uh, sister is here with me. So she also has uh, families now with uh, six uh, children, actually. So now I have four. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so uh, my wife is uh, Anis from uh, Ranau, uh, Sabah, actually, and then uh, working here also, and then we serve uh, together here. Uh, my, I have, my son, uh, my children, actually, two, I have two sons and two daughters, actually, uh, 13, 10, uh, 6, and 4 years old. Okay, that's all. Yeah. Right. It's Pastor John. I'm Pastor Sampyong. Uh, since I'm the lead pastor, Water, you can call me Aquaman. Uh, <laughs> bad dad joke, right? Dad joke, bad that joke. That wasn't my joke. That wasn't my oh, joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, we forgot about the dad joke or that fail, but you can start, <laughs> Pastor Samkyo. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, well, as, as a son, I'm the only begotten son of the family. I'm the only son. I've got a younger sister, she's about seven years my junior. My dad is not alive. He passed away when I was still studying in the university. My mom is still alive. She's 84 this year. Uh, my sister has her own family and she stays in uh, PJ. Also, uh, my mom stays in PJ. And for my own family, I've got four children. I think there's a conspiracy here. All of us have four yeah, children. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. On this panel. But anyway, I've got four children, a son and three daughters, uh, two of whom are overseas, um, one staying in the east, as far as the east is separated from the west, the other one is in the west. My daughter's in Taiwan, uh, Emmeline, with her family, doing a tour of duty as uh, a missionary with YWAM. And my son is with his family in the States and finishing his medical, uh, completing his medical training. And uh, that leaves me with two other children, uh, with me, stuck with me and my wife, Jinai. Uh, I'm a man of one wife, by the way. Uh, <laughs> last 35 years. <laughs> she's a wonderful mum. Uh, and she's, she, she stopped work when uh, the children came and she really played a big part in bringing up the children, even with me as a father. But as, uh, I think fathering is a two, parenting is a two-person job, so mum and dad are equally important. So, um, yeah, so I'm a grandfather of five grandchildren. Okay, I beat oh. you all in that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And yeah, so only my two daughters are with me in KL. Yeah. Wonderful, thank you so much. So a dad joke or a dad film? Oh, the dad joke. Oh. No, Thanks. no, oh, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, let me ask you. Um, why do fathers always bring an extra pair of socks when they go golfing? Any Just in case they get a hole in one. <laughs> <laughs> Not too bad, right? Okay. Oh, that's good, that's good, okay. That joke or that veil? Pastor JJ. <laughs> actually, if anything to say, actually, yeah, yeah. For, uh, yeah, whereas I joke, we, uh, whereas do joke in the house, actually. So I always ask my kids, so what do you want to eat? You want to eat me or noodle? 
<laughs> so, <laughs> let's <laughs> some, so sometimes I wrongly cook the, the, the noodle actually, so I put uh, spicy chili inside. Wow, that, why? This one's so spicy. <laughs> so because sometimes they don't like uh, chili actually. Uh, but uh, this is uh, what makes us uh, close together every talk that we have uh, every day. Uh, this is uh, happening actually. And then many times, not uh, one time, many times I, I, I forget to face them from schools. <laughs> <laughs> Quite common. Um, this this one is fresh. Uh, John eleven thirty five, the shortest verse in, in the Bible. Jesus wept. I asked my kids once, why does why does, why is why does John eleven thirty five have to say Jesus wept? Because Jesus Christ. Wow. Okay. Oh, come on, roll your eyes. <laughs> I can't go on now. <laughs> but coming back, coming back. Um, so we are on this Deuteronomy 6 passage. And um, question to all the fathers. As a father, how, how do you impress it on your child? the greatest commandment that Jesus gave to us. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. How do you impress that on your child? Okay, I'll, I'll give it a go. Um, when you look at Deuteronomy 6, verse 4 and 5, it starts off by saying, Hear, O Israel. I, I believe that here there is not just a simply hearing, audible hearing, but it carries with a connotation of hear and obey or hear and do. It's an action word. And that's followed by love the Lord your God, which is another action word. So I believe that impressing upon the children is not just about teaching, but putting things into action. By living a life, being ourselves as examples, uh, especially as father and head of the family, and to, to live out a life that listens to God all the time and, well, we can't do it all the time, but the most of the time, and also obeying God's instruction as well as loving God through putting Him as top priority. And when these things are implemented in our living our lives, both as parents, husband and wife, I think the children see it in us. And I think it, Deuteronomy 6 goes on to in verse 7 to say, whether you eat, you sleep, you walk, you in all things that we do, we actually hear God and love God. So I believe that's very important. So, so how we go about it in our family is that um, we have a set of what we call non-negotiables. Now, uh, this non-negotiable sounds a little bit draconian, but it's not that. It's just like we, 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 what we do in our routine or a simple set of house rules that we set in a very friendly family type of environment and we, we tell it to the children, like for example, um, prayer altar in a family, family altar, um, having a meal, at least a daily meal, eating together. And when during meals, don't have any devices on. And um, at least once a week, we, we spend one night as a family uh, on a so-called family date. And, and things like this, when we do it, it provides us a lot of opportunities as parents to share of what God has done in our lives. And, and, and even in simple things, share a little bit from the scripture here and there, and also even tell little 
Bible stories, short Bible stories, through the testimonies of what God has done in our family, in our extended family. And through that, the children begin to see that, hey, Christianity is real. God's Word is real. It's applicable. It's doable. And I find that this is so important that, that um, after all, what, what the children see in, in, in the parents or what the children think of Father God is what they see in their earthly father. And, and a lot of things that when we want to impress upon the children, they only see by example. And I think example is such an important thing. Like monkey see, monkey do, right? So, so in a good way, I, I believe that as parents, what we impress upon our children are what we do ourselves. Live out the life that's worthy and becoming of our Heavenly Father. Wonderful. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, I was just... I was just following on from what Pastor Samkyong was saying, we, what we try and do um, on a weekly basis is have a, a family altar. Um, and besides the fact that, yes, every night, you know, I, I go into the room or my wife goes into the room and, with the girls and uh, we, we pray before we sleep. But um, we, we do have this family altar. We usually do it on Sunday mornings. Um, just, just so you're wondering why, LifeGen has its service in the evening. And so on Sunday mornings, it's, it's our time that we can get together together as a family and just have that family altar. And we, we try and make it a point to keep doing that. And it's a very simple thing. Um, but the idea really is to worship together and to get them to worship together. Um, I'll just give you an example of what it looks like. Um, every morning, sorry, um, every week in, in either Saturday evening or Sunday morning, I tell the kids, look, you think about it, see what you want to, uh, um, see what you want to, what songs you want to sing to worship God. Um, Daddy has a guitar, we'll see what we can do. Um, and if you've been to a live gen service, we're all full band, you know, like, wow, loud and full band uh, music. And those are the songs they listen to, and so they want to sing these kind of songs. And here am I with this little guitar, like trying to replicate this entire uh, experience. Um, but it's, but it really allows them this opportunity to, to just sing and, and my, my, my girls love to dance. And so they'll just be expressive with their hands and, and, and do, what, do whatever um, as, they're, as we're worshipping God. And I want to just really give them that opportunity to do that as a family. Sometimes you come to the church as, as kids, you, you are more free because people don't, you don't really feel judged by you know, your movements and, and all of that. Um, but I also want to make it like that at home as well when they can just be themselves and worship God. Uh, we do Bible stories. I read, I read this, the, the Bible story for them. Each one of them has their own little either story Bible or, or my eldest has, has her own Bible. Um, and they always ask me to read the same story. It's always Daniel and the scary sleepover. And I've read it so many times, the kids know the words by heart. But I do it anyway. And really, sometimes you go like, oh, same story again. Ah. But we read through it, we read through it again, and, and it becomes so ingrained in their, in their minds and in their hearts. And yes, there are many other things that the Bible teaches us, but they know that one. And they learn from that one. And so for me, that's fine. That's cool. That's fine. We will, we will eventually move on to some other story in life. But for now, it's still Daniel and the scary sleepover. Um, but it really kind of also enables the kids to, to just come together and know that, hey, this is, I really like this story. I want to just be reminded of that story. So that's for us. Um, family altar on, on, on Sunday mornings. Pastor Jay. Wow. Yeah, so, uh, yes, so how we practice this, uh, this uh, uh, word, actually. So how I do it, because we are 
uh, born from this, uh, I'm from this uh, third generation uh, Christian. So what we see from our mama, our papa, our grand, I mean our grandparents, this is what we transfer to our kids actually. So even when we, we went back to our kampong, our, our kids also see what is happening in the, in the kampong, in where we stay actually. So uh, based uh, what I learned uh, how to fathering these uh, kids actually, so I put the fear of God uh, as the, the, the key for, for us to move forward. Because it's not, I believe it's not easy to, to fathering nowadays. Even though we are from a Christian family, we see revival, we see what God has done in our life, in our tribes actually. But uh, we face a, a, a failed situation in, in our, in our uh, family actually. So when I said just now we put the uh, key fear of God, it means that uh, through Deuteronomy 10, uh, 12, and 13 actually, it's about uh, loving God, worshiping God, and then honoring God, and then keep the promises of God. But uh, what is happening actually during the pandemic, uh, one of uh, our, my son actually, the elder son, yeah, before I came over, I share with him, is it, are you allow me to share this, a great testimony also, because you already repent. <laughs> so what is happening is during the pandemic, he, he learned a lot of games and then uh, 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 what software in the computer actually, until one time he know uh, my wife's uh, DG account. So what is happening, he, <laughs> he buy, he bought games and whatever software using the account actually. So one day, wow, my, my, my wife, very, very angry. Ah, very angry, actually. So because he lost a few thousands of money. <laughs> so it's yeah, very, uh, because during pandemic, we need money. Yeah. So, uh, and then after we check everything, actually, and then we found out our eldest son using the money, actually. <sighs> so what we should do, we already uh, practice what is fear of God, loving God, actually. So we keep calm, we pray, we angry, we calm, we pray, we angry also. <laughs> so one day, uh, God give us wisdom. So we draw uh, a certain amount of money. So we give to our son, okay, this is your money, you keep this money. But the following day and the following weeks actually, whenever we need the money, we ask from him. <laughs> so one day he asked, Daddy, Mommy, why you always... Ask the money from me. <laughs> so, and then we tell him, this is what we feel actually. When you took the money, when you used the money without the permission, our permission actually, it is wrong. It is a mistake and then it is a sin. So, and then we tell him actually, uh, you have to repent from this. So, uh, final, the, 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 this situation actually, we come together and then we tell him, this is what you should do. So, money is from God. We have to be responsible for it. Whatever you want in life, you pray on it and then you ask from us. When you obey, when you honor your visible parents, you already honor your invisible Father in heaven. So, so, uh, and then we give him assignment. Okay, you must finish the, the New Testament. Uh, praise God, he finished the New Testament. <laughs> and then after that, he asked, he, he came over me and he said, Okay, daddy, I want to, bap be, to be baptized. Wow. So I, I baptized him. 
and then he really repent. So before I came over, I said, is it, I, is it okay for you, for me to share? Okay lah, daddy, I repent already. <laughs> wow. wow. Okay. Such a powerful example yeah. of impressing it on the child. But you know, so Pastor JJ, since you talked about that, can you tell us like, what taught you how to, who taught you how to father? Is this an example that you saw from your father? Um, how do you know how to do this? Yeah, okay. Uh, how is it? Because uh, since I'm 12 years old, actually, I'm far from my parents, actually. So I stay in the hostel, and then no people uh, take care of me, actually. But, uh, yeah, after uh, this, uh, this, uh, <laughs> uh, this service today, so I really think about this. Why uh, someone really take care of me, actually? Even though I'm very far from my parents, nobody advised me. I stay in the hostel with my friends, yeah. But I keep my life, uh, yeah, I, I do, I'm not doing uh, bad things, actually. I'm not smoking, I'm not taking alcohol, uh, anything that is immoral, actually. I never took it. So until I realized that I believe because of the, the fear of God, because of the spirit of revival that already touched my grandparents, my parents, because during the time when uh, I uh, reflecting back, actually, it's about 40 years ago, so God visited our, our, our tribes, our kampong, actually. So everybody accepted Jesus as their personal savior and, king, and kings and then all the, the demonic things is, is cut out from the kampong and then they pray every night, they pray every morning and they pray for us. Every children during that time, I still remember they pray all of us actually before they send us over to the to Miri town for study. So from there, I realized that it's about the, the, the value the truth that is in us, actually, and what we see from our grandparents, from our uncle, from our auntie, they really fear of God, they really do the word of God, and then they practice it in us. Even though we live in a very simple and yeah, joyful life, actually, but we are grateful because of what uh, God already prepared and, and, and uh, give us, actually. So, from there, this is what I'm sharing with my, my kids, actually. We never have these things before, but we always praise God. We have always surrender our life with God. Whatever we do, you do right now, actually, it is wrong. Never, never do it be, uh, uh, again, actually, because this is the sin. This is what makes you separated from the love of God. Wow. That's so powerful. Thank you, Pastor JJ, for sharing that. Because, you know, yeah, let's give him a big hand. He is from a heritage of a revival generation. And, you know, at the start of today, I talked about absent father. And how a lot of times having an absent father can affect our lives so much. And sometimes that absent father is living in the same house, it's just that he might go traveling a lot. But here we see Pastor JJ at 12 years old. He, 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 like when we were just talking before this, he told me uh, from 12 years old up to today, actually, he's been away from his parents because right now his parents are still from his father. He's still in the Ulu Kampong. There is a distance in that sense of the relationship. But because of that revival generation, we hear of all these Sabah Sarawak 
wow, when they come out to the bandar, they get lost to drugs, to even prostitution, to a lot of these things. But here, I was so impacted to hear there's this man, because of this village who came together, not just their parents, but their parents always prayed for their kids, but together, they prayed for their kids. He was telling me, not just him, his cousins and all, none of them went wayward. You know, we, we need to hold on to this. A lot of them left home very early and did not grow up with a father. But there is power in Father God fathering us when the previous generation take holds of what God is calling them to do. And so I think that is very powerful. You know, God can redeem your fatherless upbringing and give you a strong foundation. Thank you, Pastor JJ, for sharing that. Pastor Wayan, tell us, the way you parent, I know you gave us that example, is that something you learned from your father? Or did it, was it something you picked up? How, how does it work for you? I think if you're talking about method, it was something I picked up. Uh, and you know how as a church, and SIBKL, when I, when I refer to church, I refer to SIBKL, um, how we talk about family altars and prayer altars, and those were things that were ingrained into us as I was, I mean, over the past, actually, I've been here for 20 years now. Um, and for all those 20 years, I've been serving with Pastor Lindy. Um, yeah, I just thought I mentioned that. Um, but uh, but those, so in terms of method, it was picked up. But I remember when I was a child, uh, two, two major incidences in my mind, um, and I think partly because my mom also took a photo of it. Um, but it was the time when we would, my brother and I, I think my youngest brother may not have been born yet at the time, but um, uh, would worship God together with my parents. And this was how I vaguely remember it being done. Four of us sitting on the floor in the kids' bedroom, um, and we had ukuleles, which we did not know how to play. And we were just like, ching, 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 you know, um, and, 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 and sing whatever song we wanted to sing, whatever chorus we wanted to sing. And so I have that recollection of that in my mind, um, of something that we used to do as, as children. The other one I remember is also this. Uh, I remember that the first time I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and started speaking in tongues was also a night that I was, spent, that I was spending with my family. Again, worshipping God, and I can't remember how that conversation went, um, but eventually my father asked, do you want to learn to speak in tongues? And it was, again, in that same context, in that same scenario that I learned, and I, I was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and I started to speak in tongues. I remember, for that incident, I was nine years old, because um, I remember that as, as a very strong memory in my mind on the first time I started speaking in tongues, and the image that I had was in my parents' bedroom, all of us together. I think, if I remember correctly, I was seated cross-legged, and I, no, 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 and I started speaking in tongues. Um, so I remember those incidences as moments when we did spend time together as a family, and then start either worshipping God or learning scripture, or in, in this particular case, learning about how the Holy Spirit moves in our lives. Uh, so my father was, 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 my parents essentially were very, um, intentional about that. Um, I think as I grew up uh, later on in secondary school years, we didn't do that as much or as often. But it was already ingrained in us when we were young that these were times that we would spend with God. Uh, and, and that's partly how I started 
to do this with my kids as well. You know, thank you, Pastor Wayo, for sharing that. Isn't our God amazing? Absent father, God can work. With a present father, God will still commend his work to generations. You know, whatever circumstances we are in, God works. But Pastor Samkyung, tell us a little bit about your relationship. Like, how did you learn fathering from your father? And what was your relationship with your father? Um, I believe I have learned something. Everyone learns something from father. Because as we are all growing up, the only model, the only way to become a father is what we see from our own earthly fathers. So, but, but my earthly father is... Let me tell you a little bit about him, okay? He, he, he's a cancer survivor, so that gave him a lot of fears in his life. And he's a very quiet man, and he mainly relies on logic and reason to, to go about his whole life. And on top of that, um, he got into a lot of arguments with my mum. But one thing, a really good thing that he did, I remember as I was growing up, is that he devoted his entire life to make sure that we, my sister and I, as children, are well taken care of. And that's one good thing that I learned from my earthly father. But I had to grapple with this. These are the very same issues I had to grapple with when I became a father myself. But but God had other plans. But before I I got married and became a father, my father passed away when I was still a student. And so that left me with having to take care of my mum and my sister. And I started working and I took care of them. Eventually, at about eight years later, after he passed away, no, four years later after he passed away, I got married. And, 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 and as I eased myself into fatherhood, I began to realise that, that these are the very same issues, which, I, looking back with hindsight, I thank God that He gave me the period between me becoming a Christian, because when I grew up, I didn't grow up in a Christian family. My father wasn't a Christian. So, during the time that I became a Christian, all the while before I was growing up, I, I, I remember telling myself, you know, for all these issues I see in my father, I don't want when I grow up, when I have a family of my own, I don't want to be the father that my, father, my own father is. And... And when I became a Christian at about 20, the whole thing turned around. My thinking turned around. It was as if I don't conform to the way that the world is. Because we are all programmed by our earthly father to behave like they do. But when I became a Christian, I believe the Holy Spirit caused me not to conform to the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewal of mind. That I move into a different thing. I begin to, to be able to forgive my earthly father and to be able to move on and develop a better relationship. Our relationship became better. And I believe that few years that I spent with my father before he passed on actually did quite a bit of restoration in my own life. And God refreshed me through that. Like what you said just now, Pastor Lindy, God refathered me in that period. And it was just the right timing before I got married four years later. And when I entered into marriage, the, these issues were still there. Even though God refathered me, they didn't disappear like that. And I, and I believe that it was a journey that God started me off beforehand. And as I gradually grew and eased myself into what fatherhood is about, the Holy Spirit was really my closest counsellor and my guide 
and in really teaching me of how to relate to my children, not in a way that my father related to me, but how Father God refathered me and related to me and brought about, really, when love wasn't there, He supplied the love. When grace wasn't there, God supplied the grace. And that extended into my relationship with my children. And that helped really a lot in, 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 in being able to be the father that God wanted me to be. And I really believe that even as my children turn out well today, it's not because of me. It's because of how God refathered me. And if I use computer terms, how God deprogrammed me in the programming that I received as I was growing up as a son under my father. And that was really all thanks to God and all grace given wow. from God. Yeah. Thank you, Amen. Pastor Sankyung. You know, internal vows is something that's very powerful and maybe a lot of us might have said it at some point or another when we were young because of what our parents did to us that I will never be like my father or I will never be like my mom. I, I do feel if you have said such a thing or you feel I will never bring up my family this way, these are the things, you know, History repeats itself. And sometimes the enemy holds us. The very person you hate, you find, you reflect that. So I'm going to encourage you. If you have said that in your life, today I want you to just surrender it to God. It is not about you willing yourself to not be like your parents because we are limited. But as you heard the powerful sharing, what Pastor Sam Kyung just said, to surrender that to God and allow forgiveness to flow. It's not about just making your effort to not be like the bad things. But these are bad things. I, will, I don't want to be the bad that I see. I want my family to have good. But the enemy can hold us to that. It's about not good or bad, but being like Jesus, to build your home in Christ. And that's what Pastor Sam Kyung, you know, so powerfully shared about that refathering. It's not about just not being like your father. It is taking God's fathering of you and now sowing it into the generations and God will shift it around. Thank you so much, Pastor Sam Kyung. I'm going to move into my last question. Are, are you all having a good time? This is so powerful. I, I hope you're really, you know, I'm really benefiting from it. I, I love this, but we have to come to an end. So the last question, last question. What is the hardest thing that you have faced in sowing the love of Christ? I mean, it sounds so fantastic. Love the Lord, your God, with all that. But what's the hardest thing? And tell us, what are things you want your children to see in you? So what's hard about doing this? And how, what, what, what do you actually want your child to see in you? Maybe, yeah, Pastor yeah, Wayan, you want to yeah. start us off. Um, I think it's very nice to say that we have family altars every Sunday, you know, we do this. But sometimes, Saturday was a very long day. 
we all slept like maybe 3 a.m. on Sunday morning, and we're up, and we're up, and you know, we're either groggy, or we're upset, or things just don't go our way, and, and things like that. But one of the images that I have in my mind, or memories that I have in my mind, uh, is oftentimes this is what takes place before I put my kids to bed. Um, I know my girls are here, and the ones who are at least awake um, <laughs> will remember this and will hold me to account. Uh, but um, the, the, there are times when I'm tired, it's been a long day, and I just like, you know, girls just go to sleep. I don't think I want to just pray with you all because, you know, if I do this, then we'll be like, oh, I want to pray first, I want to pray third, I want to pray second, I want to, I don't want, I want to be the last. And, and this whole thing, we're just, this whole rigmarole of, you know, bedtime prayer is just going to really make me spent. But my kids don't see it that way. And my kids are like, Daddy, you forgot to pray. Actually, no, I didn't forget. I just didn't want. And, and sometimes I have to tell my kids, and, and, and this, is, this is, so this is real, right? Um, I tell my kids, look, actually girls, um, maybe because, you know, you didn't change and brush your teeth and get ready before bed, when I asked you to, it made me upset, or whatever it was, or it was a very long day, I was very tired, I'm cranky now. Um, um, so I actually didn't forget. But I want to be honest with you, I'm actually either tired or upset or cranky. And... If you ask me right now, I really don't feel like praying. But since you've asked, especially because you've asked, let's do this. I want, I, I'm hoping, so it doesn't happen all the time, all right? I'll be honest with you, it doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes they don't even bother saying, Daddy, you forgot, and then everybody goes to sleep. But when they do, it, it's, it's sort of just holding me to account. If I'm going to teach my kids to learn to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength, and it, always, it is always tested when things don't go well. I want to learn to be able to let my kids know that, hey, I'm not at a place right now, but let's do this. Let's talk to God. Let's pray and spend that time, however long, however short, with God. And we do that. And yes, I still I want to be the last one to pray. I don't want to be the first. Oh, that still happens. But, but we learn to pray even though Daddy wasn't very jolly about it. I want my kids to know that come hell or high water, we want to continue to love God and talk to Him and, and build that relationship with Him. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Wow, so, so good. Yeah, so for uh, me, actually, yeah, whatever situation, actually, I want to impress my kids, actually, even though sometimes uh, this situation is very tired, yeah, uh, came back home late, and then they are in the house, want to sleep already. So I always uh, tell them, whatever is it, we continue the, the, prayer, the, the, the family altar. So everybody is praying and then uh, read the word of God and then declare. We pray from our grandparents, from uncle, auntie, cousin, cousin, all the leaders, all the church, all the elders, all the council. <laughs> yeah, because what because I what we I I want them to know and to believe is actually the spirit, the the heart of God in the family have to be continuous. 
Because uh, what I see in the family is that uh, this is why God sent us over here, actually, for us not to maintain, actually, but to share what is, uh, what is uh, the goodness of God in us for, for our relatives, for families, and also for the church. But sometimes it's very difficult for me, honestly, because, uh, because of the social media. So one day I'm very angry. I also, uh, I also can be very angry. <laughs> so I took the phone, I throw it, I broke it actually. You cannot do this one. Uh, I, I, I talked to my daughter and also my son. It stopped already. We cannot play these uh, games, this uh, phone for more than two hours. So we, I broke it and after that I, I feel sad also. <laughs> Yeah, because I have to find another money to pay uh, to buy a new one. <laughs> so, what is the lesson I learned from here, actually? I tell my kids, because sometimes it is useful things in our life, but because of, of our carelessness, because we not obey the times, we not obey the, the value that God gives in the family, actually, this can, can steal the blessings from us. So you must know this lesson. So from there, and again, uh, they repent. <laughs> so we pray together. But uh, I add some more value in this. Uh, every time that we do uh, uh, family altar, we took the Holy Communion. Every week, we, we have our Holy Communion. And then from me until my, my three years old uh, kids actually also pray. Uh, Praise God until this, this week uh, she can pray, actually. Thank God. Sanctify the house, sanctify the church. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. <laughs> so this is what she said, three years uh, plus uh, daughter. So this is what I, in my heart, actually, I want them to see the value of believing in the word of God. And then beside that also, what we plan now is to send over our kid back to Kampong, to my fathers, actually, uh, my wife, fathers, and also uh, parents, and also in, with my parents, because they pray for them every time we uh, go back to our hometown. They, uh, the, our father, I mean, their grandparents actually pray for them every day. So this is I see the value in the family, the generation, the spiritual or uh, the revival generation that be uh, that is in us actually still. Uh, our grandparents pray for us together with the kids. So I believe this is the word of God is share, uh, sharing in this Deuteronomy 6 and also 10. So uh, this is what I encourage all of us. I believe all this truth be with us uh, in this uh, season. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Pastor JJ. Pastor Sam Kyung. Right. Wow. Great parents. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think the hardest thing for me as a father uh, to impress God's word or to share God's love to them to our children is when they misunderstand our, my intentions, they spurn the love. They misunderstood it as I'm trying to restrict them or, or trying to curb them from doing the things they want to do or, or restricting their freedom, you know. And, and, and then they turn rebellious and then they, they, they sort of become defiant to everything you say. You know, it's, it's like you, you want to love them, you want to care for them, but they misunderstand it. It's almost like a knife going through your heart. How many of you parents felt that? 
Yeah, so many of you felt that before, right? Well, some say the answer is to make them think they ought to be thankful, like remind them, you know, some animal species, the parents eat their children, you know? So, well, that, that obviously didn't work. You know, when they're grown up as teenagers, they, they know. So, so but, but it boils back down to, to really understanding what the Lord Jesus himself says, right? He himself was on the cross and he said, forgive them for what they do, for they don't understand what they're doing. Uh, especially our own children. And they are growing up. After all, they are who we are as parents, right? I mean, we, they are the products of our behaviour, our living, our, our testimony. So if we cannot forgive them, it's like not forgiving ourselves, not loving ourselves. So, so at the end of the day, we, we fall back upon being intentional and persevere in, in the, the non-negotiables, the prayer altars, the attendance at church, the, the, the coming together as a family, the platform of, of, of uh, eating together, spending time together. It's about quality time. And, and at the end of the day, it's being there for them that actually makes the difference. And they understand it. As they grow up, they, they mature and they understand it. And I believe by God's grace, we persevered and we can say triumphantly, the Lord has seen us through. And today, they turn out, all of our children turn out well because of the presence of Christ in their lives. Amen. So really got God to thank for that. Yeah. Thank you so much, Pastor Samkyong, Pastor JJ and Pastor Wayan. Yeah, we have come to the end of this year. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I, yeah, if you can just still bear with me. Um, yeah, I, I, just, I hope it can be five minutes. I just want to close this time. Um, as we come to this, uh, you know, it's so interesting because you've seen them share. You know, families, there's no perfect families. Um, if there is, there's none. <laughs> there's no perfect families. They are all pastors and you, you might think that, hey, because they are pastors, they are able to anchor their family this day. Let me tell you, if you don't anchor your family in Christ, if Christ is not the centre of your focus, everything is out of focus. If you don't have Christ as the centre of your family, easy lah, their pastor, trust me, it's not easy to, as pastors to centre your family in Christ because you have everyone in the world pulling you in all different directions. You know, Pastor JJ, wow, you go into his SIBBM service, the needs that is there, how he runs, you know, suddenly someone is sick, suddenly so many needs. Pastor Sam Kyung, he is a pastoral district in the main church, still water. You know, same goes for Pastor Wayan, he's a lay pastor. And every one of the pastors, but I won't say it's just pastors, every Christian, every one of our home is a challenge to intentionally factor God. But, you know, what I hear that last part, I, I just want to sum it up. You know, if you mess up in front of your kids, make up in front of your kids. Because when we want to impress it on your child, if we impress messing up, you will find the child is impressed by my family is a messed up family. You have to make up in front of you. You know, parents, if sometimes in for whatever, you end up arguing with each other in front of your kids, show them how you make up 
in front of your kids. Like how Pastor Wayan, Pastor JJ, you know, Pastor JJ here, but take phone, wah, push. You know, <laughs> I also feel your pain, okay? Um, if you mess up in front of your kids, make up in front of your kids. That is a very powerful thing that you can impress in your child. We really, you know, at the end of the day, if it's not Jesus, what do we have to offer? We can just try to make it, you know, to put it well, but it is Jesus. Impress them on your child. That's what Deuteronomy 6 verse 7 says. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along this road, when you lie down, when you get up, tie them as a symbol on your hand, bind them on your forehead, write them on the door frames of your house and on your gates. So I want to just conclude this time with just three things and I won't go long on it. Three things. Number one, how do we impress it on your child? You know, it's Father's Day, so I hope you don't mind that we've really just focused on the father-child relationship. Um, how do you impress it on your child? You talk about it. That's what this verse says. You talk about it when you sit, when you... what You know, and this is about how can you talk to your child? You can only talk when you're present. You can't talk if you're in the same house, but you're not actually present and engaged in that child's life. Because... And this is not talking to them, you know. Parents, uh, we are all very good at this. Um, you are talking, uh, talking down on them, talking to them, talking for them to listen to you. That's not what we're talking about. You know, try just allow your child to talk. And for that, you will tell them, child, you know, son, daughter, I'm going to let you talk. And I'm not going to say anything. And I will never say anything after this. Try a session and let your child test out. See what they start telling you. But you really cannot talk. Ah. You don't reply anything. Hold it in. Why? Wow, you know, normally, you're talk Why? Wow, you know, in school, ah, that person just, ah, so how did you respond? You should respond like this, like this, like this. Eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The child actually got a lot more to tell you, but they also don't want to tell already because we are talking to, at them. Don't talk at them. Engage. Talk with them. Listen to it. Just tell them, you tell me anything. I will not say anything and I won't hold you to it. But you must hold to that because your child will test water to see if they can trust you. You know what? Our children need a safe place to talk. Because it's as simple as if they don't have a safe place to talk, you know where they are talking, they are still talking. But they're not talking to us as parents. They're talking out there to their friends, to all sorts of people. So talk to your child, tie them. You know this verse say, tie them on your hands. You know, it says, and I thought it's very, it, tie them as a symbol on your hands. Why tie them as a symbol on your hands? What do you use your hands for? We use our hands to work. We use our hands to love. We use our hands to sepak. No. <laughs> You know, I thought it was so interesting because in this passage, it says, tie them as a symbol in your hands. He's, what, what this passage is saying, your hands need to show the love of Christ in, every, in your work. In, you know, hands is our connection. We meet someone, we shake hands, we tap on. It's connect, how do we show affection? Our hands. 
these hands, you need to impress on your child that our hands are hands that has the love of Christ in it. And the last thing, write them. Make it visible in your household, on your doorposts, everywhere. The love of Christ needs to be visible in everything that surrounds you. People come to your house, oh, you're a Christian. Ah. People talk to you, oh, because yeah, we have to go to church. Oh, you're a Christian. Ah. The love of Christ needs to be evident in your life. And that is how you impress it in your children. And that is how Psalms 145 can happen. One generation commend the amazing work of God to another. They will tell of God's mighty work. Amen. You know, we've heard from Pastor Wayan, Pastor JJ, and Pastor Sam Kyung. Simple, you know, you hear them. They're actually not like what ordinary people that go through ordinary life, like everyone here. But because they place Jesus, that love of Christ, with all your heart, loving Jesus, all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, that God has turned and established their families in God. You know, I want to close right now. And I just feel right now, God wants to bring healing today. I, I, I know, um, you know, we, we are, time is moving, but I just feel there is a strong presence of God here right now. And I just feel that God wants to bring healing today. You know, no matter what your relationship is with your biological father, God wants to redeem that especially if you have an area of deficit with your fathers. You know, and I know Father's Day as well can be a pain point for some people because they have lost their father. Their father's not even on earth anymore or they grew up with an absent father and there is an emptiness during this day every year. And, you know, I, I just feel God is wanting you to know if you feel the emptiness every Father's Day He wants you to know you have a heavenly Father this heavenly Father our Father God is not like your earthly Father you know He wants to remind you God wants to let you know you are not left alone Your father might be always travelling when you were growing up But you are not left alone You have a heavenly father And whatever lack that you feel from your earthly father Or whatever lack he has left you with God is telling you Our heavenly father will feel that lack you just got to come to Him and allow Him to feel you. This goes the same for single moms. I just want to acknowledge single moms. You know, it's a hard time for single moms during Father's Day as well because their husband or moms with husband that is not present. And you know that it is challenging because your child needs that father figure. It Whatever you do, it is inadequate. I feel God wants to acknowledge you today as well. God is assuring you, Philippians 4 verse 9, which says, My God will supply all, not some, all your needs according to His riches and glory 
by Christ Jesus direct your child to God and trust God to supply all your needs you are a woman bringing up your child and you know fathers are important but let God supply all your need thank you Jesus thank you Lord you know let me just close in prayer Holy Spirit Heavenly Father I know you are working in the, our midst right now and I, I know Lord Jesus today you just want to bring healing over some people and so Lord I ask that your holy presence would just fill us take hold of this area of our lives that we might just feel that is deficit that is certain experiences that that still grips us up to today Lord we want to surrender and just lay it at your mighty hands as you have done it for Pastor Samkyong and as you've done it for Pastor JJ I grew up without a father from 12 years old so young and even with Pastor um, Wayan who had a father growing up but Lord in all the different scenarios that we have Lord we just want to surrender our life whatever lack we feel and we just want to surrender it at your feet because every family goes through different things and Lord I know you are almighty God and you are mighty to save and you are here to re-father us today and so Lord we just lift up families into your mighty hands thank you Father in the mighty name of Jesus I pray Amen thank you Jesus you know I just feel God is doing a powerful work today if you're here and you know God is speaking to you don't miss this moment you know it's not often we talk about this fathering and father heart of God I just want to encourage you to just respond and and come forward as a family or if you feel led by God to come forward the altar will still be open but I want to just close I'm so sorry that I took a bit more time but I want to close and release you right now if you can just lift up your hands to God just lift it up as an act of surrender act of worship Holy Spirit Heavenly Father Lord with every hand that's lifted we ask, Lord Jesus, that your fathering love fill us today. Lord, I pray that as we go out from here, and it is Father's Day weekend, that your love will just fill these hands that is lifted so that they will know that no matter what happens in their life, we have a, an amazing Father God who will never leave us never forsake us and who is fighting for us and so lord we want to thank you lord jesus even for all those sharing that transpired today lord i pray that even as we go forth this weekend that you will bless every father thank you father may the love of the father may the grace of our lord jesus christ and the fellowship of the holy spirit be with us every day in the mighty name of jesus i pray Amen, amen. Please continue to just be in an attitude of worship as you leave the um, hall. If you want to be prayed for, I want you to, I encourage you to respond. Please respond. Our pastors are still here to pray for you and, and just allow God to minister to you. Thank you. Please leave quietly um, as, as ministry is still happening. Thank you.